Welcome to X-Files Podcast, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Janice Formicella, a breakup coach passionate about supporting others to heal from their breakups, overcome loneliness, love being single, and see the end of a relationship as the beginning of a magical new chapter in life. I am here each week to share with you the tools that I have learned through my own painful breakups, through hitting rock bottom more than once, and through working with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts. If you are looking for hope and strength to move on from your breakup and resources to enjoy your new single life, you are in the right place and I've got your back. Welcome to another episode of X-Files and a very special episode of X-Files. And that is because I am recording with my first guest co-host. As everybody knows, or some of you know, I will no longer be doing the podcast with my former co-host, Claire. And instead, I am welcoming some really cool people from my community who I personally know to come in and be co-host with me. So one of the first people I thought of was Anthony Canopy, a friend and colleague of mine. He's going to be doing episodes with me regularly. So welcome, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me, Janice. I'm so excited to be here and being the very first co-host, you know, a lot of pressure on me, but I'm very excited to be here. (laughs) I'm not exactly sure how it turned out this way, other than I know you did come to mind as one of the first people. And, you know, we had a chat a couple weeks ago and we're making it happen. I'm excited to have you in this role. You are going to be coming on hopefully monthly. We'll we'll see how we go. We're both very busy. As an introduction, what can you tell the X-Files audience about yourself and about your work? I'm Anthony. I am a personal matchmaker and dating coach based in Los Angeles, California, and I help men, women, and gay men by introducing them to quality singles who are seeking a long-term relationship. They're tired of the dating apps. They're frustrated with their dating life. They want to enhance and update their dating life, but the problem is being in one of the best cities in the world, Los Angeles. Ooh, that's a... (laughs) That's a bold claim. Yeah, no, I'm in one of the biggest metropolitan cities in the world. We have Los Angeles, we have New York, we have London. Oh, I thought you said best cities. Well, it is. It's good. It's a good city. It's a great city. I'm not going to complain. It is a really great city. (laughs) It is. I was in LA hanging out with you about a month and a half ago. And I have to say, I hadn't been to LA in a long time. And it is really special. Maybe it is one of the best cities in the world. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's one of the best. And I will be the first to say we will never have a shortage of single people. But the problem is, is that 
just because we have more single people doesn't mean that dating is going to be a lot easier. Dating is still as hard. People are, are unfortunately getting frustrated. They're getting burned out because they're not getting results or they're getting the same results and it's not the results that they want. And by working with me, we assess and decode your dating patterns whilst I introduce you to the quality that you deserve because everyone's looking for their person and that's what I do. Yes, and you not only do the matchmaking, but you actually do some coaching as well. Is that a part of the match? making that just kind of happens organically or do you offer one-on-one sessions yeah it's something that's with my matchmaking because something that I do specifically is I make sure to assess and decode their dating patterns to see what are they doing online and offline and seeing what we can do to enhance their dating life and use practical dating tactics that's going to get them the results that they deserve, whether that's enhancing their dating profile, getting them on more dates, getting them to be more organic in person, little life tactics that will not only elevate their dating, but elevate them as a person as well. Because everyone deserves to be them authentic selves when they're dating, but something is blocking them from doing that, or they're using wrong tactics that is coming across not who they are. And that's something in which It happens a lot in our everyday lives when people use the dating apps or people try to do something more in person. It's either getting them weird looks, it's either not getting them swipes, or people are not fancying what they're seeing. Thank you. Something that came to mind is I often hear people saying, people who live in big cities saying that for whatever reason, they think it's more difficult in the big cities. That does not ring true to me. But for instance, I have specifically heard LA and New York as places that people say is difficult to date in, which kind of blows my mind as someone who has dated in New York. Do you feel like people have that mindset who come to you? Something about LA that makes it harder? Well, one of the biggest misconceptions, like I told you, Janice, when people think of a big city is that, oh, there's going to be more singles. There's going to be more people who are ready to date, who are ready to find their person. The problem is, is that dating is just the same, whether you're in a small town or whether you're in a big metropolitan city. Unfortunately, in today's modern society, with the power of technology that we have, Unfortunately, although there is a lot of usage of dating apps, people unfortunately don't use the dating apps with the right intentions. And unfortunately, people aren't the ones to actually use dating apps practically like how you are using it intentionally. So what I mean by that is some people may download the app and they'll just forget about it. Or some people may use the app but use for wrong intentions, such as for hookups, looking for friends or networking, or actually looking for people who have similar hobbies just to particular those hobbies, not really in a romantic vibe way. When it comes to actual dating, a lot of people tend to also forget is we never went to school for dating. We don't know how to date. Therefore, there are things that people do on the dating apps that it comes across very forced. You want to get to know someone, but it's not organic. It's kind of like interviewee vibe and people really don't understand how to actually get from app to date, which is why some people get the same results on the dating apps, which is you're getting the same swipes of no's, same types of yeses, but you are not leading the conversation towards the right direction to get to the in-person part of dating. 
a lot of people, unfortunately, they are just getting frustrated because they're just getting the results of not really meeting the quality, not really getting the conversations that they want, not really getting results in person, which is why they use someone like me, a personal matchmaker, because we have the expertise to actually get them from app to date and to actually elevate them to be their authentic selves and to actually have me introduce them to the quality that they deserve. Something that a dating app can't do. I wanna actually let you know, Janice, even when it comes to dating apps, there are still few number of dating apps that actually vet a person. The most that a dating app can do is verify that the person is real, but can you actually verify that the person is actually dating with the right intentions? Yeah, oh, I love it. And we you, you know, have episodes on dating on X-Files all the time, and I'm really excited for your insights. The next episode we're going to do is going to be on grieving a breakup. So we're, let's get into today's topic, which was something that you presented to me when I saw you in LA, and that is when an ex texts. We're going to be talking about how to handle it. We're going to be talking about Anthony's method for dealing with it. But I'm just curious, you know, we like to talk about our own experiences on X-Files and that's one of the most helpful things about the show. Is there anything that you are comfortable sharing about how you kind of came up with this, you know, method that you talked to me about at our dinner in LA? Yeah, so something that I see as a pattern when unfortunately couples break up is that people don't have the willingness to actually leave the past in the past. So what I mean by that is a lot of people still want to have this form of hope and they want to actually not do any blocking or not try to unfollow or delete their exes on social media. And the reason because of this is because they want to be civil, they want to be respectful, and they just want to try and move on and just say, this is in the past and I don't need to be needy and I don't have to actually press the block button or delete them from social media because you do wish them the best. But the thing is, is that the reason why I created this method is because there are going to be times in your life in which some individuals will have the event of an ex texting you back. And of course, if you're still single and they're still single and it has been a significant amount of time and you have gone through a stage of your grieving process and you have gone through a stage of acceptance and moving on, you kind of feel like you're reverting back to the past. Problem is, is that you already moved on and you're already ready to finally go through either a path of self-acceptance and self-growth and self-evaluation, or you're ready to get back out there for dating. And having the ex-sex, the problem with this is that it stops that self-growth plan that you have. It actually puts a knife in the wedge of your grieving process because now you're going to take a few steps backwards. Some people, when it comes to the actual text of an ex, somewhere in our hearts, we feel like maybe they change. Maybe it was just the wrong timeline and maybe this is the right time and maybe they are reaching out because maybe they want to see it out once again. The urge of texting back and the urge of the good times that you remember with this person, you want to see how they are now. There's this big debate of do you text them back or do you leave the past within the past? 
Well, we're going to take a deep dive into all of the reasons why you may want to consider leaving it in the past. And, you know, I know recently I had COVID and I did start texting with one of my exes who I really shouldn't have been. And it was not good for either of us for various reasons. But I think a lot of people either text back with an ex or reach out to an ex if they are feeling down or sick like I was, because, you know, this is someone who our body and system and mind associate with comfort and we think it's going to help, but it's not necessarily. (laughs) And like Anthony said, it can really set you back on your healing by bringing up old feelings. You know, your mind can play tricks on you. And one of these tricks is you have excitement often and actual physical sensations that occur when you see a text come up and it can mess with your head and it can get you feeling are trying to convince yourself that these feelings and physical sensations are an indication that you still care about them or that the passion is still there and that there's still a connection. I hear lots of people saying that it's like, oh, but I feel so much, you know, there's still the connection is still there. These restless sensations really don't mean anything. And it's just that your system is used to responding to a person and it automatically goes into reaction mode. I know for me, I also have some intense relationships that aren't romantic and I can have the same types of physical sensations when I see a text come up from one of those people that I can have with an ex. And it's just because of the intensity, not necessarily because I meant to have any romantic relationship with them. Any breakup coach will know that the question, what does it mean when my ex texts is common. I wanted to go into this just a bit and I want to hear what you think about this, Anthony, because I like to take a fairly hard line with this particular question. What does it mean when my ex texts? It's actually also a top Google search for anything related to an ex, which I I find a little sad personally. My opinion is that the quote unquote meaning is that you as the person asking it needs to do more work to put the breakup behind you. If you are asking this question, it means that you're focusing more on the other person. And if you are listening to this episode, it's probably because this is a breakup or an ex that you are struggling with. The best thing that you can do for yourself is to stop worrying about their actions and put yourself on the top of your priority list. What do you think, Anthony? You know, it can be super confusing when an ex reaches out because you have been broken up or you did the breakup and you go through your own stage of grief. And once you actually start the stages of grief, whatever stage that you're on, it can really set you back on your healing by bringing back the old feelings that you had with this person. And most of the times these feelings are of the good times and the excitement and physical sensations that occur when you see that text and you see it come through, it can really mess with your thinking, even manifesting that you still have romantic feelings or romantic attractions to this person. And I think it's very important to remember that even if you get a rush of emotion or you get this, like Janice said, this rush of sensation, when you see their name come up, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to be with them. I love it. That's just the fact of the matter or that your feelings are still strong or that you have this what if situation. Or that you were wrong about ending things. 
Exactly, because your body and mind is so used to responding to this person and so used to the regular conversations and the regular motives that this person had before the event of breaking up occurred that your body automatically goes to reaction mode. And communicating with someone you had a conflict with or once had intense experiences with, it can be a very comforting experience. And although your body automatically experiences feelings of nervousness and anxiousness and butterflies in the stomach again. The first thing that you need to realize when an ex text is why, and then you need to realize your experience of the breakup. I think a lot of people tend to remember the positive sensations and the positive experiences because your body is reacting to those positive experiences that your body tends to forget about the negative experiences and the event of the breakup in total. Absolutely. And I'm just going to jump in really quick just because you are talking about this exact thing. And I am a huge, huge, huge no contact person. And that is exactly because of what Anthony is saying. And that is that we do hold on to the positive memories. If you've been listening to X-Files for a while now, you have likely heard us talk about fading affect bias. This is the definition according to Wikipedia, which this was a particularly good Wikipedia page. Wikipedia defines the phenomenon as the fading affect bias, more commonly known as FAB, is a psychological phenomenon in which memories associated with negative emotions tend to be forgotten more quickly than those associated with positive emotions. It is important to note that FAB only refers to the feelings one has associated with the memories and not the content of the memories themselves. It's all sensation. And we don't remember crying or the physical feeling of being let down by someone or the negative intensity of having an argument with someone. We tend to hold on to the warm fuzzies of our ex rather than the cold fuzzies. (laughs) (laughs) which I just came up with. So our mind really plays tricks on us. Other reasons to go no contact. Definitely. I definitely agree. And something about the fading effect bias or fab that people need to know is that the positive emotions don't always have to be romantic as well. So what I mean by that is, unfortunately, it can also mean the sex. If the sex was good and if the bedroom life was something that was great, we tend to hold on to that because it was more of a positive emotion that we remember rather than like Fab explained the negative emotions such as this can be arguments, this can be the breakup itself, it can be the red flags. We tend to forget about that because we're remembering all the good times, like the first date, when they asked us to be exclusive, if the bedroom life was great, we tend to remember that because it was more positive. I have a lot of people say, but the sex was so good. As like one thing that they are struggling with was remembering the sex itself. Yeah. Because that's that's body and mind and everything. And yeah, I think that probably plays into fab a lot. Exactly. And unfortunately, I don't want to be the person to say it. And you're the listener who doesn't (laughs) want to hear it. But the reality of your ex texting you and the reality of you getting back together is low. The reality of you actually using them as a hookup 
and mm-hmm. actually using them as a way of this release physically is high. And it's because of endorphins in our body, because we have this sensation of how this person attracted us, how much they are experienced in the bedroom and how much we thrive it, how much we miss it. And I think a lot of people tend to forget that if the bedroom life was that great and you go through a breakup, that's going to be one of the things that you need to overcome, that a lot of people don't tend to actually remember and people don't try to move on from because of it was so positive. Yeah, this person was this and that and this red flag and that red flag, but the sex, you know, you need to realize that all forms of healing, you need to heal from both the negative experience and the positive experiences. That is such a good point. Thank you so much for bringing it up. Going no contact and not texting with the person is one of the best ways to do that, to heal from negative and positive. And that means, you know, either blocking or not responding, no matter how many times they text. And it also allows you to focus on your new life. You now have a life that is outside of this person and outside of the the relationship, not communicating with them and not looking at your phone to see if they text, not thinking about if they're going to text you, if they're going to text back. This is removing the space that this person has in your life and allowing you to focus on new things. And whether that means a new relationship or just your relationship with yourself, not letting your ex take up space in your day, I think is so important for this. And then what do you think about boundaries, Anthony, and going no contact? I say you need to practice those boundaries. (laughs) It's important for you to heal from the breakup. It's important for you to focus on your life outside of the former relationship. And it's important for you once you go through the stages of grief and once you go through the process of accepting the fact that this has happened, you need to allow yourself to go through a stage of self-evaluation and Mm, allow yourself to practice boundaries. So what I mean by self-evaluation is you need to take a moment of your life to really get to know who you exactly are authentically. Because I think something that we tend to forget and something that people naturally forget once they actually go through a breakup is who are we and who were we when we were single and what did we like to do when we weren't with our partner a lot of people tend to forget because our partners were our priority and we want to see how much time we can spend with each other how much we can get to know them so now with them out of the equation it's something to where it's me yourself and I what do I want realize that I'm using I a lot because in relationships you use you and I or we now it's just I you need to allow yourself boundaries boundaries in regards to put relationship and dating on hold and allow yourself to practice boundaries of self I think a lot of us tend to forget and even if you're single we go through a stages of who are we what do we do? How are we going to impact this world? And who who am I authentically? I always encourage this. A lot of people unfortunately see this as weird. I'm like, take yourself out on a date by yourself. Yes, this I'm a big fan of the sexy solo date night. And I love as a matchmaker that you're advocating for this. Yeah, because here's the thing. People come to me because they're ready. Always? Well, not always. I mean, (laughs) I think the... 
hopefully this person doesn't listen to this episode no, but but you can was, speak in general there, terms there was this person who did give me a call and they were like I just got off a of marriage and I kind of want to sign up with a matchmaking service and during the consultation I was like are you ready and then he started crying and I was like okay we're not ready yeah yeah. Maybe the two of us can even do an episode on signs that you're ready. We have done it on X-Files before, but. This was the first time it happened during a consultation. I literally told them, I'm just like, take the time to actually move on. Because yeah. clearly yeah. when he was crying over a consultation, he was The homeboy wasn't ready. But <laughs> I was... do think when your emotions are so close to the surface that regardless of what emotion it is, you know, that's not necessarily something that you want to have intruding on a new relationship. I'm all about tears and letting yourself cry. But I do think that if it's happening all the time in front of other people, it's a good sign. You need to do you. Do you want to know something that I actually catch when a lot of people break up? A lot of people tend to self-sabotage themselves in the beginning. They always say like, what did I do wrong? What was something in the relationship that I did that caused us to break up? What is something that I do that I can't do in the next relationship that sabotaged this one? We tend to go to self-sabotage because we think, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? We don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable yeah. and just allow ourselves that the event happened. We don't allow ourselves to really say this happened. Well, and people want think that they can control their own actions when really it's a, a relationship is about two people and you do need to look at yourself and be self-reflective. I think people need to realize that once you get broken up with and once you actually go through this stage of bargaining and this stage of anger and stage of disbelief, you really need to take a step back and you really need to ask yourself what happened? What were the things that happened in this relationship on both ends? that we could have done better as individuals when we both get in separate relationships. And how can I move on? Yep. And no contact is one way to do that for sure. I think also what you're saying is, you know, there's a big element of self-love to this and keeping the long-term benefits in mind. Exactly. Because there's a difference between like, what did I do wrong? And the other side of the spectrum, which is what could I learn? And I'm, I'm so excited to have you on. I mean, you just have such similar philosophy around breakups that I do. So I think that this is, we're going to create some really great episodes. One thing I, else I want to say about no contact before we go to your method, and I want everyone to get out a pen and paper so we, you can write this down. Just really keep in mind that when an ex texts, it might feel really good in the moment to text them back. But if you keep your future self and your future happiness as the priority, it's really one of the kindest things that you can do for yourself. Giving in to the temptation in the moment and not thinking about how this might impact you down the road is, yeah, I don't want know if I want to say the easy way out, but I think there, there's not the long-term benefits that we're looking for when we're healing from a breakup. So Anthony, let's talk about what you would suggest if 
a person hasn't blocked their ex, which I still want to say that's what I think is the ultimate best thing to do. But I know that that's either too challenging or even not uh, practical for some people. So if you haven't blocked and you are doing good or wanting to do good, you know, maybe you're actually still struggling and you get a text from your ex, you got to address it and I would like Anthony to tell us what he suggests as far as addressing it goes. If you don't have the willpower to actually press that block button, press the unfollow button, or delete them from your friends list, this is what you got to do. Take all the forms of contacts that you have with them, whether that's a text, whether that's Facebook Messenger, whether you have them on Twitter, you have them on TikTok, take all their social, take all their personal contacts. What you want to do first is edit their name with an animal that you heavily, heavily discuss. Janice, let, let, let's let's have you be the example. Okay. So what's an animal that you hate? Like what is an animal that, that gives you the horrible tinglies all over your body? That gives you like, you want to throw up, you want to puke, you don't even want to look at it when you see this animal. <laughs> I have a very severe phobia of rats. Okay, perfect. So let's say like Janice, it's a rat. Place their profile photo with a rat. Oh my God. And then for their name, what you want to put for their first name and last name, put affirmation or put a phrase that's going to remember the bad times. So remember, this can be anything that will affirm you that this person is not your person. So for example, this can be, you can do so much better. Or his dad was hotter than him. <laughs> what? Or, his dad, uh, I, that's very specific, Anthony, and hilarious. His dad was hotter than him. Yeah, <laughs> it has it. to be an affirmation that's going to have you remember, oh yeah, it's this dude. Yeah. Or it could even be, don't be afraid to be petty. A lot of people are all like, no, I want to move on and, and listen, be the bigger person. Yeah. But here's the thing. I know a lot of us don't have the willpower to press block. Even myself, I had a long, I had a long, like a long, long period of time where I was like, no, I'm just going to reach out once again. And no, I know this through my personal experience and I know I don't have the willpower to block or okay. at that moment in time. At that moment. Know. You would now, right? Yeah, I would now. I would now because unfortunately I was the person who did reach back out. And that's why I say and agree with Janice that no contact is the best way. But <laughs> we've all done it. You need to affirm yourself using a photo and using a text that's going to affirm you that this is not your person. And then the third thing you have to do is you need to remove it from your site. So it doesn't mean block, but it means like, you know, that uh, option on your phone where you can just like swipe it off your screen and it doesn't delete them. It doesn't block them. It just removes them from your text. Screen. Deleting is not as good as blocking, but that, you know, you're going to have to go to extra steps to reach out. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's say it has been a period of time and let's say you have not touched that contact. You have not touched that social media account and let's say they reach out, right? Mm -hmm. What are you going to see, Janice? You're going to see a disgusting, horrible rat. You're going to see it. It's going to horrify you. You're going to be like, ew, who the hell is this? And then you're <laughs> going to see the phrase, you yep. can do better. Yes. Then you're going to look at it and you're going to have two responses. The first response is going to be, I can do better. 
bye. Or the second one, which is gonna happen. Wait, who, who, who's actually this? I don't know who this is. Swipe. Agreed. All right. So you heard it here first. What is the animal you hate the most? Change the profile pic. And then I love, love, love changing the name. And I like what you're saying is more of an affirmation. I normally just say, you know, put something derogatory, but I really like, especially I can do better or I deserve better. Or if it's just petty, because I'm going to be honest, we all have pettiness within us. Even if a petty phrase is going to help you move on, then use a petty phrase. Be all like, the sex wasn't that good. Yeah. I had an ex who didn't do his laundry like hardly ever. And his nickname now is Laundry Boy. Perfect. So for Janice's ex, a disgusting rat, the username, Laundry Boy. (laughs) This guy is not courteous. Yes. Yep. Or maybe something like bad temper, bailed on me, yelled at me, um, something, something like that. Oh, thank you so much. So I love that. I love how passionate you are about it. And I thought we could talk about other things to keep in mind when an ex reaches out. Always think things through first. Give yourself time to think about it before you respond, okay? You do not have to respond right away and you do not have to respond at all. Right, and I think some people... They want to appear to be like the bigger person or they have this feeling of maybe they change or they're feeling bad for them. Yes. They have this feeling of what if it was just the wrong timeline. Mm -hmm. Always remember that you're not obligated to respond back to your ex. You don't owe this ex anything. You don't owe them a reply. You don't owe them an apology. You're not obligated to respond just because they reached out. And don't try and self-sabotage yourself and be like, I'm leaving them on red or I'm not responding back. You're not obligated to reply back. Yeah, you're not in the relationship anymore. And in a relationship, yes, this is an agreement you have with the other person that you communicate, but you don't have this agreement with your ex. And you know, you know, nor, nor should you. I have some people tell me sometimes they don't want their ex to think that they're getting to them. And, and if they don't answer somehow their ex is going to think, oh, I've really gotten to them. And I can tell you, this is word Olympics. This like, you are convincing yourself of this. No response is a response. Appearing to be like the bigger person or feeling bad for them or otherwise worrying about what they may think about you if you don't answer. These are not motivations you want your decision to be impacted by right now. Yes, amazing. You're not obligated to be like, I have to be the bigger person or I feel bad or they may think a certain way if I just leave them on red. So you're not obligated to reply back. There's no rule book and there's no rule book in any form of dictionary, thesaurus, whatever textbook that you're forced and required to reply back. You're not. No, I mean, really, and it goes back to long-term benefits. And that is, you know, not caring what this person thinks. I found one article that I thought was not toxic about when an ex text. A lot of the content I found around this question is really about how to kind of form a manipulative answer in the hopes of getting your ex back. But I did find one article titled what to do when your ex reaches out according 
according to experts. And it was actually on insider.com. In the article, Meg Josephin, a licensed clinical social worker says, and this goes directly to what Anthony's saying, know that you are under no obligation to respond. Often old relationships carry with them old wounds and unanswered questions. That's a big one. If you feel that making contact could bring this up for you and threaten your hard-earned happiness, take a pass. The amazing part of being out of the relationship is that you are only responsible for doing things that work for you without regard to how it feels to them. 100% totally agreed. Like it literally says in the text, often old relationships carry with them old wounds and unanswered questions us feeling that we need to be the bigger person. We feel like we need to heal the wounds or we feel like we need to answer that unanswered question. The reality is, is that how is this going to impact your self-evaluation and your self-growth process? It's not. If anything, you're healing them. You're not going to heal yourself. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. That's something that they need to do in their own journey. Here's the thing. Reaching out to the actual ex is probably the worst thing you can do. If yeah. anything, reaching out to a friend. Yes. Or actually seeking a professional, whether it's a dating coach like myself, a breakup coach like Janice, mm -hmm. an accountability coach as well. Yeah. It helps you stay strong and helps you stay resilient towards an end goal result, which is you being your authentic self and ready to get back out there in the dating world. Consider how much it's going to impact you, because if you are listening to this episode, you are likely struggling with the breakup. Getting back into the cycle of who you are and getting back to the cycle of moving on and really concentrating on how you can build yourself to be a better person, it's going to really help you be the person you always are meant to be. And the person, the next person is going to see that. This is going to really, really be a great way to take that huge step forward by reaching out to that ex or by the ex texting you and you replying back to that ex. It's only going to put you back when it comes to your progress of yourself. Yes. And like Anthony said, which I think is a good point of, and that is if you're seeking out content around breakups and content around how to handle this, you might not be, you know, fully in acceptance with the breakup and fully over it. And therefore this is not something that you need to be engaging in. In the journal of social and clinical psychology, there was a study called staying together when coming apart, the psychological correlates of contact and sex with an ex partner. The researchers came to the conclusion that among people having contact with an ex, those reporting less acceptance reported significantly poorer adjustment relative to those reporting more acceptance. So if you are trying to adjust to your new life and adjust to the fact that you're not in this relationship anymore, having contact with your ex is one of the worst things that you can do. And what I said earlier, even if it feels good in the moment, always remember that this will ultimately lead to more hurt than it is worth. I also want people to really consider the dysfunctional habit of on-again, off-again relationships. I think that sometimes there is a huge temptation to either reach out to your ex or respond to your ex because you think 
you're going to get back together. And you know what? I have to admit for myself, I had these thoughts, you know, when I did it recently. The truth is you broke up for a reason. Numerous studies have found that people who are engaged in on-again, off-again relationships report greater negatives about their relationship than those who are not in this cycle. It's really tempting and it's really hard to understand that getting back together is more likely to fail than not is it's hard to keep that in mind when it feels so good to reconnect with someone this could take up some with some people years of your life and you really deserve more what do you think about on again off again relationships i believe that when it comes to an on and off relationship something that people need to realize is that not only is it gonna negatively affect you consider how it's going to affect the other person as well by leading them on. Because I feel like this process mm. of being on and being off, being on and being off, not only are you wasting your time, you're also wasting their time. You need to find yourself a person that's going to make you a priority and is actually going to treat you like a king or a queen that you are. And a lot of people resort to fab because we think about the positive relationships. We think about the positive impacts that this relationship has made that we don't think of the red flags or of the reasoning of the breakup. We just wanna think of this is in the past and this is something that we can forget and move on. I'm gonna be forward. You're never gonna forget about that breakup. Yeah. You're never gonna forget about those emotions. Yeah. You're never going to really move on. I actually hate that term. You're not going to forget it. You're just mm -hmm. not going to forget like it never happened. It happened. Yeah. And even if you get back with them, you'll still remember the breakup. Not only if it doesn't work the second time, it's going to hurt so much. More. I know. You probably don't know this, but I actually reconnected with my ex-husband after we had been divorced for a, a year and a half, two years I or something. I did not, girl. This was a long time ago, a long time ago before I became a breakup coach. And just one thing I want everyone to always know is I had really healed from the, from the divorce. It's one of the reasons I became a breakup coach because I handled it so well, but then we re reconnected for various reasons and it felt so good to in the beginning and made some bad decisions. And I'm telling you what, when we you know, separated for the second time, it was excruciatingly painful, <laughs> like maybe even worse than the divorce itself. And I have always said, and I feel comfortable saying this because I think that we learn from our bad, mis our bad decisions. It was one of the top worst decisions that I've ever made in my life <laughs> was getting back with him. And I, you know, it can sometimes work. I don't know of very many instances where it does. That's not why X-Files exists. We exist to talk about the rules. We don't exist to talk about the exceptions to the rules. And I just, I really want people to always remember that, you know, looking forward and moving away from this person is almost always going to be the best thing that you can do for yourself. And realize what Janice said in the beginning. It felt good in the beginning. Why? Because we are at a stage of we're establishing these new quote unquote boundaries. We're putting everything in the past and let's think about the positives we put in the back burner the red flags and the negatives yes and eventually they're going to come back up oh yeah 
big time. And we were saying this on the phone yesterday that sometimes you get back together with someone, but, and, but that doesn't mean that the resentment that both of you or that one of you has for what happened in in the past or with the breakup has gone away. And sometimes that resentment can boil up and it can actually be even worse. In fact, I don't know about you, Anthony, but in my experience in this business or in this industry, I, I find that the amount of time that couples stay together when they have the on again, off again relationship, they end up staying together for shorter and shorter and shorter amount of time because the fights are just so constant and they just can't hold it together. And there's just more and more and more baggage and that it just becomes this never ending. Well, hopefully it ends, but it just becomes this vicious cycle. And let me add on to that. The arguments get worse. Yes, that's what I mean. And the problem with that is once the arguments get worse and worse, you're going to regret something that you hope you never said. And yes. you want to know the, me and Janice know these words so well because <laughs> we've had those clients that we coached. This is why we broke up in the first place. Yes. <laughs> boom, boom. You I know. can't take it back. No take backsies. You said it, deal with it. This is the repercussion. And this is something that is going to hit you and snap you back in the butt. This is why me and Janice were so not into on again, off again relationships. This is why we encourage no contact of exes because not only do you get back and sure, sure, it'll be great having that makeup sex or mm -hmm. feeling that you can start over. Yeah. You can never put red flags or the reason why you broke up in the past. It's always gonna yeah. be there. And when that argument comes back up again, it's only gonna get worse and worse and worse. And not only are you gonna realize this, you're gonna realize how much time you just wasted. I know, and that's the thing. And here's kind of like a cherry on top. Not only did you waste your time, you wasted their time. Yeah. And you wasted their time going through grief. You wasted their time going through self-acceptance. You wasted their time to being a person finding themselves in the world, therefore holding another person back based on your actions. That's, I mean, it's, it's an amazing point. Thank you so much. Do you have anything else to say about an ex texting? I guess my last thing would be, you know, listen to everything that we've said about why it's best to leave your past in your past. Don't reach out to them. And if they reach out to you, you get out that picture of the rat and, you know, continue doing you use resisting responding as a way to, to promote your growth and your healing. You will take leaps forward if you're able to, to resist this interaction. What I would say when you are going through this process, take your time. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us feel that whatever age we are, especially like at a more seasoned age that time is wasting. But the reality is, is that you can't rush a breakup. Mm. You can't rush getting over it. I feel like a lot of us feel as though like they have this form of like, I have to move on. No, I, there's so much more stuff I have to deal with in my life. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Listen, people go through stages of grief very differently. If you need to bargain yourself, be vulnerable and bargain with yourself. If you're going to get mad, get mad. If you want to go and binge eat, binge eat. 
Yeah, I do think giving yourself a period of time to do things like that is very healthy. It's a period of time because sooner or later, you're going to get at a time where although you're never going to forget it, you're going to realize how much easier it is to live your everyday life. And once you go through that point in time, you're going to realize, well, who am I? What did I like to do? What did I want to do during my spare time? Because a lot of us, like I said before, we prioritize our ex when we are at a time frame of they were our partner. And now that you are at a point where you're single, now you kind of have to realize, well, what did I like to do? And I think it's so important to really give yourself that love and really explore what you want to do, whether that's a sport, whether that's an activity, whether that is something where it just, it vaguely interests you do it because no one's going to tell you no, no one's going to tell you, you don't have the time really allow yourself to take those extra miles of being at a point where you can positively tell yourself this happened. I'm at a point now where I'm at a better place and I'm very content. And don't go back. Although this happened, I learned this from the breakup. I move forward using these tactics. And once you're actually at that point, and once you feel like you're ready to go, don't be afraid to take those baby steps back into dating. Because I feel like a lot of people feel that like, am I rushing it? Mm -hmm. Am I being too slow? Should I download all the dating apps, you know? (laughs) I feel like a lot of people have those what ifs because they're afraid of not being ready, but no one is actually ready. If you're at a place of contentment and you're at a place of, I do want someone who's going to treat me like the king or queen I am. I deserve love. You're ready to go. Agreed. And don't go backwards when you could be going forwards by communicating with your ex. Anthony, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed our first episode. What did the audience think of Anthony as a new (laughs) co-host? I would love it. Uh, Let us know by, you know, sharing this episode on Instagram, or of course, my favorite thing in the world, leaving us a five-star rating and review on Apple. It's a really great way to, you know, let me know how things are. Let me know what you think of the transition and, you know, to say thank you, because I, I've actually heard from more people in the last 48 hours about the podcast than I have in a while. You know, I know that it's really helping people kind of get through, which is my goal. And that's one way to say thank you. Oh, and then I just wanted to let everyone know Anthony and I are going going to be doing an episode on grieving. And then in regards to anger, I am going to be doing an episode in the next month or so with our f- mutual friend, Christine Lalonde of 50 Shades of Bullshit podcast. And we're going to be talking about the role of anger and how to overcome it. So with that, I will see you next week and we'll see Anthony next month. Thank you for listening to X-Files podcast. I sincerely hope that you found today's episode inspirational or useful. I would love to support you on your healing journey. All you have to do is send me a message through the X-Files Instagram account, and I will personally be in touch to get you started. Remember, if you are struggling with a broken heart, your feelings are temporary. I am sending you so much love and luck for the week ahead. You've got this.